From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of November 28th, 2012. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friend, Sean Thompson, Teresa Eccles, Corey Martin, Dustin West, and special correspondent, Susan Carver. We're also joined by one of our flatty friends this week, Christine Asworthy. Where'd she go? She's, uh, she's oh, there she is. She's laying in a pile of chocolate. Laying over there by the sticky <laughs> toffee. <laughs> she's laying in a pile of chocolate. And uh, in this week's show, we're going to talk about holiday events and decorations around Walt Disney World. Uh, Susan Carver is going to talk about scooter rentals. A lot of changes uh, recently with uh, the rentals of ECVs at the Disney Resort. She's going to talk about that. She also has some updated crime tips to tell us about. For those who don't remember, Susan is a law enforcement official here in Central Florida. And uh, she's going to talk to us about some of the Things that are going on right now that you should know about. We have all that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire coming up on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes. And uh, God knows I cooked for two days. Yeah. And uh, ate for 20 minutes. And then, thank God, you know, my friend Kevin lives with me and bless his heart, he cleaned everything up. Because, and, a, and apparently he's been eating all the leftovers, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, so I made my. Uh, made my famous uh, chocolate cake that I make from scratch. And, uh, you know, I had one piece of it. You know, I'm really trying to watch. So I had one piece of it Thanksgiving night. And, uh, you know, about half the cake was left at, at the end of the night. And then, you know, progressively I noticed the cake eating itself. Because I know I'm not eating it. There's <laughs> yeah. no one else in the house. It's Kevin. And uh, so, yeah, he's been. Is it gone? I don't know. There's like there's one piece left. There's like one sliver that like fell over. Yeah. yeah. Huh. <laughs> That's one good thing about going back to New Orleans for Thanksgiving is that when we come here, the leftovers are they're not coming with us. Yeah. Oh, they I stay love the there. Leftovers. Just, yeah, that's the best part. That's the best part. Best part, yeah. Heating up the gravy and putting it all over everything the next day. Yeah, you know, the deadline should be you should have thrown your leftovers out already, right? No. No. How long do you keep them? It's not even been a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Ham keeps. Turkey I get tired of after yeah. about five days. Turkey just dries out. I mean, yeah. but, right. but I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, uh, housekeeping, uh, want to make sure to mention our Disney, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. You can uh, subscribe to that show via the show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com, where you will also find links and information on everything we talk about this week on the show. Um, I want to also make sure we mention the new candlelight processional video right. that we that we put up um, with uh, the ghost guest, of- guest narrator Gina Davis. Yeah, it, <laughs> when you go to, when you go and you look at the the thumbnail uh, that YouTube, YouTube selected for that video, it they uh, YouTube just goes to a certain point in the video and selects that frame to use as the thumbnail. And it picked a frame that was a transition frame between the wide shot of the whole choir and the close-up on Gina Davis. So it looks like the floating head of the ghost of Gina Davis. Oh, <laughs> so I thought y'all did something funky with no, that. No, no. That was, that was absolutely not intentional. But when I saw it, I left it. I was like, okay, right. that's really cool. Yeah, you have to leave that. It's like, you know, Gina Davis presides over the whole thing. Um, so, I, I, you know, what a wonderful... 
what a wonderful show that is. We're going to talk yeah. about the Candlelight Processional uh, in our holiday segment this week. Also, um, we have, I think we released six Osborne uh, videos right. yeah. um, that we did. Six different songs that are being performed nightly at Hollywood Studios as part of the Osborne Family Spectacle of Lights. And uh, so those are up there yeah. as well, all on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Uh, Dustin needs the job. Please. And uh, also want to make sure to push uh, following us on Twitter because, uh, you know, it, 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 they, they've been saying that December 23rd is the end of the world. I, I now believe it because John and Kevin are on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and they are having they're having a battle with each other for who can have the most followers. That's so funny. So, uh, you know. They keep going back and forth. Like Kevin will be a couple of followers ahead, and then John's a couple followers ahead. So and John's uh, got six, and Kevin's got four. No, five. they've got like they've got almost three hundred followers since last week. Oh wow! Wow. So I mean, no, that's following it's great. them doing what? Well, what following they, them on Twitter. I mean, what are they posting? What are they? Oh, we're not going to go into what Twitter's about. Yeah, oh, I really. know what Twitter's about. <laughs> Tell me more just, about the Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I know what it's about. I just you know. Um, it's another place for you to post pictures of your cats. Oh, yay. I'm um, there. I'm there. Klaus needs more exposure. Klaus needs more. Does Klaus have his own Facebook page yet? Yes, he does. He does. No, okay. he doesn't. He does. does. Friends of Klaus and Roxy go there. Over 300 followers or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, no, she really does. She and really Klaus speaks face- to the people. He takes over the computer. Mm. And- he speaks to the people. He has a message <laughs> he to get out to the people. How, uh, how Unabomber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh. So yeah, we have links to for every member of the team and their various social media networks that they're on for Twitter, Facebook, Foursquare, <laughs> Instagram. Uh, mail letters. I'll get stamps and mail people letters. That's an old timey kind of way, right? That is. That's how you'll send your up, update your status. Yeah, update my status. I'll how, mail out. How Martha of- Stewart. <laughs> and she 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 sprays it with perfume. She I sprays do. the yeah. paper with perfume. Oh, Hashtag man. stamp. I kind of want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like with a couple of my friends. I should start doing that. Just mail them like a, a status update. I think that'd be fun. With little, <laughs> Sean's you know, making the, little, the worst uh, face I've ever seen. The little seen. wax thing weird. on the outside oh. where you seal it with your little initial. To have that much time. Yeah, really. Yeah, really. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, also want to remind everybody about the Disboards.com Welcome Center in Cape Canaveral, Florida. Disboards, uh, DisWelcomeCenter.com. Uh, you can find out uh, more about the Dis Welcome Center. Go visit Teresa Walter. Rob and occasionally me. Very yes, come visit. I'm getting tired of just Rob some days. <laughs> you know he listens to the show. I know right? he does. <laughs> he knows I love him. And uh, Teresa, you want to talk about Flatties? We have yes, some, some Fl- updates. Flatty Vacations for Give Kids the World is rolling along quite nicely. Um, we've been at it what two months now? September, October, three months, I guess. Um, with what people have given on our first giving page. We also have cash, checks, and some future donations that people need to give us that have promised. We are now up to a grand total of almost $7,400. $7,400 raised. Yeah. Pete just gave me his check for 1000 so I'm going to rush to the bank and... Well, it's made out to give kids the world. So, give kids yeah. the world. <laughs> you think they thought I was making that out to you? No, I'm going to take it down to give Make kids the world. Make it out to cash. Make it out to cash, Pete. Fly vacations no. for food. <laughs> Flatty vacations for the Electric family. So, no, we have a lot of flatties coming in. Uh, we've had more arrive this week, and I think it is so cool. The ones that people are sending in, they're making them themselves, are all types. They're all – we've got little flatties. We've got 
flatties that look like the people themselves. Fatties. Now, Christy here, this is one that you guys have made. This is a this is the traditional flatty that we are making. Um, so it's just. I a will basic. hold it up for everyone on the on the podcast <laughs> to listen to, to say. I'll tell you something, Christy. So no, we will be Help posting me. pictures of, of Christy on our Facebook page, and this also goes to our web page. Correct, Sean? How's that work? Uh, yeah, so uh, in the show notes. I made it. I'll be in the show notes. The link. Show notes? Yeah, but okay. I made you guys a page. Can I say that her hair is phenomenal? Thank you. Yeah, you did a great job. It's layered. Thank you. It is it's la- it's layered. <laughs> and I think there's highlights in it. Don't look under the hat. There's no hair under the hat. Oh, she has a bald spot. She has a big bald spot on top. Yeah. But um, we're having a lot of fun with these. We have got, I would say, upwards of maybe, I want to say 60 or 70. They're going on the cruise with us. Yeah, there's a lot on, there's the, a lot, on the board. A lot going on the cruise and a lot going to the world. We've got flatty pets coming in that want to take walks on the beach. And, you know, it's just lots of lots of good fun. We're all having fun. I've enlisted uh, family members. Stella's helping me. Grace refuses to help. She just, you know, it's above, below her, whatever. Blah, blah. Anyway, it's beneath her. It's beneath her. But um, we're having a good time with it. And it's for a good cause. All the money goes to give kids the world. So we're also having a flatty meet on the cruise. That'll be very uh, active. It's not. Bunch of, Actually, I'm. A bunch, bunch of pieces of paper, like, laying around. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm a little. I know our flatty meets like the same time. Podcast. It's the same time as the ABD meet, so I know there's a little oh. conflict there. But you know, if you want to come by, you can pick up a flatty, make some new friends, make some new friends. Um, now, what are you going to do? Set them all up on the on the staircase, going all the way up? Um, no, we're going to be hanging at the little bar off the main by the uh, staircase. Yeah, so up. I'll go to that one. Yeah, it's at a bar. Draw, yeah, come on. That's why Dustin's going. Yeah. And I thought it would be cool to people to come and they could take one of the flatties that's on the cruise and take them off for their own little adventure. You know, I've got a flat beat that is just dying to get out there and, you know, mm-hmm. do a stateroom crawl or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, great. That's $7,400. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You and Kathy. Yeah. Rob. And, and Rob. Rob. Yeah. Rob's been making flatties too. Been doing great. Been doing absolutely wonderful with it. So. It's fun. All right. Anything else for housekeeping? Housekeeping. Anything? No. All right. Then me with the news. New name for Epcot's Bistro de Paris. The Bistro de Paris in Epcot's France Pavilion is soon to have a new name. Close since July, the new name was revealed on the newest Epcot guide maps. Monsieur Paul is in reference to Paul Bocuse, one of the three chefs who started the restaurant. Chef Bocuse is one of the most famous chefs in the world, having been named Top Chef of the 20th Century by the Culinary Institute of America. And he's also considered to be the first celebrity chef having put his name on his restaurant since uh, in uh, 1965. And the restaurant is expected to reopen in early Hmm. December. I have my reservations for, I think, the 17th, the 19th. Cannot wait. I don't, I don't care what they name it. It's, it's going to be good. It it is. I mean, the food there has always been absolutely spectacular. Now this is the restaurant that is right above chefs de France in the France, uh, the French pavilion at Epcot. So it surprises me the number of people who don't even know it's there. I've it's never been of, there. It's kind of hidden. Or they I mean, think it's it, too elegant to go in and yeah. resort clothes. And that's the whole thing is that, I mean, it is a very elegant restaurant, but it's in Epcot. So right. it's perfectly acceptable to go in there in shorts mm-hmm. and T-shirts. And, you know, you see people in there all the time like that. Nobody, dre- you know, people don't really get right. dressed up going there. 
but yet the food is absolutely. This is what I call a culinary experience. This could stand on its own outside of Disney. As opposed to, you know, a great restaurant. This is an actual experience. The food is just, I mean, it's, it's superb. It's absolutely superb. One of my, well, it is my favorite restaurant in Epcot. There's no, there's no question about it. There's no question about it. And I think it really is uh, probably the best in theme park restaurant that, that, that there is. I mean, the Hollywood Brown Derby is great. This, I think this just blows it out now, of the water. I know they were making a lot of cosmetic changes. I know they were working like on the elevator and obviously changing the name and some of that stuff. Any word on if the menu is going to be much different? or I've heard that there are changes to the menu. Um, there are going to be changes to the menu. What those changes are, I don't know. Right, but, exactly. Um, I don't think you're going to do a, a rehab like this and not change the menu yeah. and change the name of the restaurant. I think, I think you know, uh, the quality and, and general feel of everything is going to be the same, I think, okay. just, you know, whatever they do, I'm sure it's going to be fabulous. But if it's not, we'll be sure to complain about it because that's what I do. Um, next story, uh, writers chosen for the new Star Wars films. Word is that Lawrence Kasdan. Kasdan and Simon Kinberg will be writing one of the new Star Wars films that were set in motion when Disney purchased Lucasfilm last month. Kazdan is not new to the Star Wars world and Lucasfilm. He co-wrote The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and wrote the Indiana Jones film Raiders of the Lost Ark. Kinberg is currently co-writing X-Men Days of Future Past and producing Cinderella. He was previously a producer on X-Men First Class. According to the rumors, the two would produce the films with Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy as well as write either episode uh, 8 or 9. Uh, Disney and Lucasfilm have not confirmed the rumors yet, but have said to check StarWars.com for official announcements. Episode 7, the first of the new trilogy, will be written by Michael Arndt, uh, uh, Oscar-winning writer writer of Toy Story 3 and Little Miss Sunshine. Arndt is currently working on The Hunger Games Catching Fire. This is brilliant. If this is true, this is perfect. Why? Because I don't know any of these people. So. Lawrence, like, like your news story said, Lawrence Kasdan, quote-unquote, co-wrote Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Now, he wrote the whole thing. George Lucas gave him the basic story elements. Right. And, and he, he fleshed it all out. Um, the mistake was, when they went to do the prequels, that they didn't include him. George Lucas got a little power hungry and decided he wanted to not only write the story, but write the script. And we all saw how that panned out for, yeah, three, really. for three movies. With with these two guys, I don't know if you've seen X Men First Class. I did. Yeah, it was I think good. It's I fantastic. Loved it, yeah. And having him on board is even better because Lawrence Lawrence Kasdan. I mean, he was in his prime back in the uh, late seventies and eighties. It'll be nice to have a fresh voice alongside. Well, him. if he was writing in the seventies and eighties, how fresh is his voice? <laughs> no, I'm saying having the guy from X Men. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. I, I see what you're saying. I thought you meant Lawrence Kasdan. He's eighty, but he can. I I just I I think it's perfect because Lawrence Kasdan, the writer of Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, is what made those movies so special. Especially his comedy, his comedy with Harrison Ford and uh, Carrie Fisher, (laughs) and their their love story was all created by him. Mm -hmm. It wasn't created. I mean, George Lucas probably presented it to him, but the way it fleshed out was all Lawrence Kasdan, and I love that. I think it's going to be great. I'm really excited about it. Here's the filmmaker and I'm coming out, yeah. He is excited. Look at him. Yeah. His hair is curling. His hair is curling. (laughs) Let's hope this is true. Oh, that's because he hasn't had a haircut in six months. That's also true. 
So, yeah, I mean, um, I, 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 I'm telling you, I think that, you know, everybody was, everybody asks, you know, do we think this is going to be a good thing that Disney bought Lucasfilm? I think, I, I think it is. I think it is. I think they know that this is the reason they bought it. I don't think they're going to play fast and loose with it. I mean, how, how much did they spend on this again? 4.1 yeah, billion. Yeah, 4.1 billion. You're not going to, not going to mess around with that. So I think they're going to bring in the big guns. So let's yeah. hope. Let's hope. And finally this week, and you'll notice no one dies when I do the news, um, SeaWorld hosts Santa's Fireside Feast. In addition to their other holiday festivities, SeaWorld Orlando is hosting Santa's Fireside Feast, where guests can meet Santa and Mrs. Claus. On select Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays through December 24th, extra dates are scheduled right before Christmas. The dinner show is $29.99 for adults, $19.99 for children between the ages of 2 and 9. It includes a buffet dinner, storytelling by Santa, Mrs. Claus, and the elves, and reserved seating for a Sesame Street Christmas show. The buffet offers salads, roasted turkey with gravy, ham, cornbread stuffing, sweet potato casserole, glazed honey carrots, I'm getting hungry, cakes, cobblers, cheesecakes, and more. Uh, Children can meet Santa and share their Christmas wishes with him. At the end of the meal, families can take a complimentary family photo with a holiday backdrop, then conclude the evening with sugar cookies and beer. No, I'm kidding. Uh, and sugar cookies from Mrs. Claus. So that sounds cute. Yeah. It does. I'm excited about that. I've, n- I've never been to SeaWorld, so I have no. No, really? Either. What the hootie? Really? Oh, hootie. man. No, honestly. You really haven't been to SeaWorld? Mm. Sean. It's, it really is a phenomenal, phenomenal. It's very different than mm. the Disney theme parks and the right. Universal theme parks in that, you know, it's laid out differently. It's just it, it just has this great atmosphere. It's so relaxing. It's not a harried theme park experience yeah. at all. And some of the things you get to see are really are really educational. Cool. But but you know, they are educational, but at the same time they're really enjoyable. It's not, yeah. you know, I'm not going to learn. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's 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 a yeah, I love I love SeaWorld. I think SeaWorld is one of the most beautiful theme parks I've ever seen. We're going in January. They're having some kids concert week or several weeks, and the Imagination Movers, Ferris and Finley's favorite band, they're playing over there. Favorite band? Are they on like the <laughs> Disney Channel or something? They used to be, but okay. Disney cut them, so now they're just they're torn. Disney they're, cut, they're cut them with a knife. <laughs> yeah, Disney cut them with a knife. Yeah. They'll have some other ones there, like Choo Choo Soul. If you if you listen to watch the Disney Channel, you know who I'm talking about. That All Aboard the Choo Choo Train song. Yeah, no, yeah, that one. Okay, yeah. Okay, you don't have children. How do you know that? Dustin grew I, up with that. I worked for Disney. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know what that is. I worked at Playhouse Disney Live on stage. Oh, okay, that's it. So he I sits in front of his television, rocking back and forth, singing the songs. <laughs> okay. So, all right, that'll do it for the news. We're going to move on to rapid fire. Who would like to go first, Teresa? I don't have one. What do you mean you don't have one? Well, if you check the emails, the one I sent in was the one that you, was your first your story. <laughs> Oh, well. So, okay. My daughter's appearing at Candlelight on Friday night with Whoopi. She'll be singing there. Whoopi. <laughs> and Klaus gained a pan. I'm done. Oh, yeah. I should probably do a, a, a weight check-in. Do a weight I've check-in. Been, I've, been, I've been fluctuating. I was, I was down to 206 when I got back from Europe. Kind of shot up to 211, back down to 208. So, you know. Once, I, once it went up to 211, I got, like, freaked out. I was like, oh, hell no. I'm not, not doing this. So. No, you still look good. I'm getting there. It's tough during the holidays. 
It was, it was, it was, you know, I was pretty good at Thanksgiving though. I really was. I was good while I was cooking in terms of, you know, I tend to eat while I'm cooking and when the main ingredient is butter. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, exactly. So no, I did, I did, I did really well over Thanksgiving. I was happy with that because I wasn't sure, but you know, anyway, we so. All right. Thank you, Teresa. Corey. Uh, the extremely popular Universal Orlando ticket plus transportation is going up by a dollar per day, December 4th. This isn't, it's not a crazy amount, but you know, every dollar helps. Explain people the ticket. This is the ticket that Universal offers. Uh, they provide transportation to and from Disney, and it's, it's all wrapped up in the ticket. So you can do a, a one-day two-park ticket or a two-day two-park ticket. This gives people the opportunity, if you stay at Disney, you just want to get to Universal for the day, they offer this ticket. It's not offered at the gate. I don't even think it's offered on Universal's website. We do offer it through Dreams, but this price, um, the price is one thirty-five ninety-nine for um, right now. It's one thirty-five ninety-nine for adults and one twenty-nine ninety-nine for kids. That's the one-day two-park and one fifty-nine ninety-nine for adults and one forty-nine ninety-nine for kids. Two-day two-park. It's going up a dollar a day. So and that gets you from your. Disney hotel from Disney property. It's not, not only Disney ho- official Disney hotels, but it's Disney property. Disney to, property to Universal. to Universal and in the Round park trip. and in the park. Yeah, scheduled times. Yeah, that includes transportation. That's so. pretty cool. Yeah, I've had clients take a cab and then had to get their tickets and it, yeah. Oh yeah, it's a good deal. I mean, it's very popular. People. It is very popular. People buy this a lot. Also, the um, Sammy Duvall's. Water sports, they have a parasailing uh, deal right now. Annual pass holders get... Oh, did I take yours? Yeah. Uh-oh. It's okay. Do you, want, you want to do it? Well, you have time to look for another one. <laughs> exactly. Well, mine was a three for one, so I can't expect... Okay. Anyway, through the end of the year, you get a free, a free photo package. This is a $25 value with your parasailing experience. So take advantage of it, annual pass holders. Awesome. Well, Susan, while we have you here, yes. why don't we talk about your, why don't we use that as, a, as your rapid fire, the crime right. update? Well, it's, it's short. Um, I called down to Disney to talk to the detectives yesterday, and they told me something that was very surprising that people are doing, and it is throwing their deadbolt so their kids can get in and out of the room. Of course, criminals then get in and out of the room. And it's such a rash problem that you know, they sought me out to tell me so that when I came on the show, I could tell the listeners wow. not to do that. And apparently they're doing it because they're afraid to give the kids a room key with charging privileges. I don't know that they know that you don't have to get charging privileges right. on a key. So they're not getting the kids a room key because they're afraid that then they can rack so up what, all these charges. So what, they're leaving the room open by, by taking the deadbolt and putting it between Correct. the door and the, the door, door frame and the, and the door so the kids can come in and out at will from the pool or from the parks if the kids go off on their own. Okay. Can we? Oh my, I know. Oh my God! Can I say? I okay. Go ahead, you say. Uh, stupid. Yes, absolutely stupid. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, you can get your kids. You can get a dozen keys, and if they lose oh them, God. they can rekey your room. It's it's right. not like it's a big deal, but they're doing this for the convenience sake of okay. kids. For, okay. This is be- and this has become a-, a huge problem. Huge problem that they're having rooms broken into because the guests leave them unsecured. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! I know you're making this. No, I'm not. I promise you. I I promise. Scouts on. Okay. I don't know what to say to that. How do you? Okay, for one. Okay, so they're letting their kids run free. How old are these kids? Well, you know, I don't know. Okay, that upsets me. Well, this is this is another safe. This is another example. This is another example 
of making a requirement for parenting that you have graduated the third grade. <laughs> or an okay. IQ test. I won't even go there. I'll say at least, at least be proficient enough in mental ability that you can pass third grade before you are allowed to have children. This is mind blowing. If they Why get, would you is. do that? I, I sometimes I'm going to run down the hall and get you, ice. Yes. Oh, I'm. I, you know, I don't want to lock the door, but I, don't I, freak I, out. I think it probably feels akin to you know I'm in my house. I'm going to take a walk around the block, and I'm not going to close the garage because I'll be right back. Oh, I but close the garage and my husband steps out to change I the oil. I do, too, but I mean, some people feel comfortable, you but, know, in their surroundings that they just walk off and Especially on leave. Disney property. Yeah, Disney yeah. feels safe. If the issue is that they, they don't want their kids to have uh, key to the world cards or hotel key cards that have charging privileges, it seems like that should be cleared up at the check-in process, right? I, that, that information is readily available. Should that should be, be imparted to mm-hmm. people yeah. at the check-in process if they don't know it already. Maybe they don't yes. believe it. Which I think it is. I don't... Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. And the keys say right on them, no charging. No charges. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Maybe they think the kid's going to lose the key. Maybe that's Possibly. it. Possibly. Um, but that's, then the kid waits if, if the, Right. <laughs> if the kid is not responsible enough to have a key, then are they responsible enough to be out on their own? I was just going to ask Probably that same not. question. Yeah. Probably not. If, you're, if you don't trust your kid with a key, why do you trust yeah. your kid to be out on their own away from you? Now, look, I'm not a parent, so I don't know. I mean, maybe there oh, okay. are... Okay, well, I'm a parent, and I've got a child who is 17 years old. She's lost... Okay, she's going to listen to this. I'm sorry, Grace. She's <laughs> lost her house key numerous times, and I've made them all sorts of pretty colors and shapes, you know, because you can get pretty cool house keys yeah, now. Yeah, you can. And, you know... She's beating on the door last night to get in because mm. she didn't have her house key. But I do let her loose in the parks alone. But you don't. Well, with mean, her friends. But you give her a key anyway. Yeah. I but mean, she, she has a key. She, you know. She just. I'm saying that if, if if you have a child that you don't feel is old enough or responsible enough to have a key to your hotel room, then why are you letting them go anywhere without you? Yeah, I don't get it. That's what I'm asking. Now, maybe there is a legitimate reason. Again, I'm not a parent, so I'm not judging anybody's parenting skills here. But I'm just asking a question that's coming up into my head as I'm hearing this. Well, maybe they're okay. So they're down. They're all families down at the pool, and mom doesn't right? want to leave the beautiful sunny weather to take the kid back up to the room. Is that why they're doing it? Or maybe, maybe they, they just want to go to the Coke machine or something. Exactly. I mean, they're. Oh my God! Common sense is like deodorant. Is, wouldn't housekeeping, who need wouldn't, it, wouldn't housekeeping it. come in and automatically <laughs> well, shut the door? You think about it. It's it's, it's night. What did you say? Common, common sense is like deodorant. People who need it don't use it. <laughs> Julie told me that today. I don't know where she got it from, but it was funny. Maybe she's telling you something. <laughs> Wisdom from down on the bayou. <laughs> okay. But housekeeping typically doesn't walk around at night. You know, they've gone home. So this is all happening at night. Some of them. Wow. That, I mean, it's shocked. Is it happening both at deluxe resorts where the doors at are inside? all of the resorts. Because I can't imagine doing it outside when your doors... All of the resorts. That's crazy. Yeah, over at Pop, let's leave the door open while we all... Cause, okay, this so... This is freaking me out. A lesson, do not throw, throw the, the deadbolt dead on your door. Ever. Ever. Go get six I want to know if our listeners made. are doing that. We got enough listeners. Let's ask them. Yeah, you know, they'll admit. It's our next that? survey. <laughs> yeah, really. They're going to admit it. You know who you are. Send Stop us an email. Yes. Send me an email. I want to know why you're doing it. And please don't do it. Please. Yeah, don't do this. Yeah, stop that. That's freaky. No. Stop it. 
No. It ruins Are you making this no, up? No, I promise you I'm not making it up. I promise. Well, I called so yesterday. Then, so then they come back from their wherever they and are. And my iPad is gone. And my and iPad's my gone. And they probably whatever. claim house, say, housekeeping came in and did it. Well, somebody came in. Or are they going to admit, well, I didn't do that? Oh, yeah, they admit it freely. That's why the detective knew about it. I threw the deadbolt and, and so the kid could come in and all my stuff is gone. And the, and the detective that has a gun doesn't just shoot them and put them on the Oh, God, no, stop. <laughs> just can't do that. Just say, you're too stupid to live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> or just tase them. This is no. They should get a, they should beat. get like a ticket or something. Bad parents. <laughs> they should get like a little bad ticket or something. Mesa you know? doorknobs. Well, it hits them in their pocketbook. Yeah. Man, wow. I, I just don't know where to go with that. <laughs> that's just that's crazy. Job security for me. Yeah, oh, yeah. really. Yeah. 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 Really. Yep. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for that that tidbit, Susan. Uh, Dustin. Yeah, I'm just gonna kind of add on to what Corey was saying earlier. There's. Uh, a few annual pass discounts or, or perks that are out right now, most of which go through the end of 2012, and they're all recreation-based. So I, I'm assuming that even though the Christmas season is among us, or the holiday season, whatever you want to call it, um, <laughs> let's not get into that. Um, no, I have no problem calling it the holiday season. I have a problem with people getting upset when I say Merry Christmas. Okay. That's okay. what I have a problem with. But anyway, apparently... For Disney, uh, recreation isn't at its, at its peak because they've got all these annual discount uh, perks. So we have annual pass holders get 50% off golf at the Walt Disney World courses. That actually didn't have a date on it. Um, it wants you to call for more details, but all the other ones are through the end of the year, including the Paracel photo. You get a free uh, uh, photo for annual pass holders. And annual pass holders also get two free laps with their package at Exotic Driving uh, at Richard Petty. So I just thought that was an interesting trend in updates um, that they're all recreation-based and they're annual pass holder discounts. Awesome. Yep. Thank you, Dustin. You're welcome. Shawnee Poo. Uh, all right. So uh, now that Fantasyland is almost opening, uh, Disney is doing some really creative things with marketing, and they just released two new websites. Uh, one is called FindingFantasyLand.com. And they did this whole marketing campaign that they created this whole story about how the land was always there, and they made these videos. Uh, and it's this really nice website. And uh, so I suggest you go look at it. Like a backstory? Uh, like a, this is... Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, so they did this thing where they said that um, the land has always been there, and then someone put a spell on it and kind of took... So they integrated all the Michael parts Eisner. of the story. Yeah, it was Michael, Michael Eisner, Eisner put a spell, put a spell on, on it and turned it Bob into 20,000 leaks. It. Yeah, so Pete's looking at it right now. Um, it's designed beautifully, and uh, it's kind of cool, so you can go and see the story. Wow, it is. Yeah. And it's responsive, too, so it's, it's nice and mobile. Yeah. Wow, beautiful site. They put a lot of work into it. Yeah, they really did. Wow. Um, and then the second one is the blog has put up a Fantasyland fantasy timeline, and so it goes through um, since the 1960s, and it shows Walt picking out uh, the land and talks about Curtains. all the different changes. Yeah, the drapes. The drapes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fabrics. <laughs> That's um, what you do. <laughs> yeah, and then it just shows what's opening when. So I'll put links up to those in the show notes. And that's on the Disney Parks blog? Uh, yeah, the um, timeline is. Okay. But the Fighting Fantasy End is separate. That's beautiful artwork on that. Yeah, it's fantastic. And the videos are really good, too. Wow. Uh, Yellow Shoes is actually the people that made this website. It's the creative uh, marketing group from Disney. 
And uh, one of the guys that works there, Will Gay, I met him at Festival of the Masters. Okay. And so he was actually explaining, explaining some of this to me. Yeah, I think I follow him on uh, Twitter. Yeah, he's great. He has great artwork. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yeah, this is a beautiful site. Absolutely beautiful website. FindingFantasyLand.com. Awesome. Thank yeah. you very much, Sean. Mm-hmm. All right. That will do it for Rapid Fire. That will also do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, decorate the damn parks. I forgot what my closing was. Here.